Hi there, it's Paul Clifford from Disruptware, and today I want to talk about five reasons why a lot of startups fail. And first of all, number one, entrepreneurs get too emotionally involved. And you know what? It's really easy to do. Uh, it's, it's inbred, basically. You know, as an entrepreneur, you are massively enthusiastic about your creation. You know, you have an idea and you think, that's it. I'm going to go and conquer this market and build my idea and just sell it, of course. But it's the wrong way to, to think about a product, right? What you need, really need to do is find the problem and provide the solution. And, you know, that's one of the number one reasons why, you know, startups can become a complete disaster. The second one, which is tied, which is tied to that is, you know, they haven't identified the pain. You know, what is the real customer pain uh, that you're providing a solution for? And this is where you really need to dig deep because sometimes customers won't actually give you the right answer because often they will suggest basically what they think the solution should be instead of really telling you what the problem is, okay, and let you come up with the solution. All right, and you really need to understand that level of thinking, ask the right questions, um, understand what they're really, really struggling uh, with. And also, of course, what is the value of that? Okay, so what's the value of the pain? Because, you know, if, if it doesn't mean that much to them, then they're not going to put their hand in their pocket and buy the solution. Okay, so number three, not enough runway. So not enough runway basically means you haven't budgeted enough for the overall project. And um, a lot of people, you know, will go through the phase of budgeting for the build. Okay, so how much is it going to cost to actually build this product, which is great. But what they don't really think about is, you know, how that's going to evolve over time. Because, you know, when, is, when you build a product, especially using the lean sort of methodology, which involves very, lots of iterations, where you're validating feedback from customers, you you really need to build in the extra time that that's going to take. And not only that, once your product has been built, and even if it is validated you know, by your customers, then you still need to market it. Okay, so you really need to factor in both the product build, including iterations, and the marketing as well. Okay, the, the fourth one is where they haven't dominated the sub-niche or let's put it another way, they've gone in too broad and they've gone into trying to provide a solution for the whole market, for everyone, okay, which is never going to work. You know, if you want to build something for the diet niche, you don't go into the diet niche, you go into something very, very small within the diet niche like paleo or some real, real deep sub-niche and do that first and then you can mirror it and take it to another niche. Facebook, Okay, they did exactly the same thing, all right? They didn't go out to market and say, we will want to build a product for, you know, everyone who has a face. You know, they built a product for Harvard, you know, for the students then, and then took it out to the Ivy League, you know, and then eventually took it out to everyone else with a face, okay? Um, so, you know, don't go too broad too quickly. Sub-niche, dominate that first. And the, the last one, uh, number five, is all about metrics. Okay, you need to define what success looks like. You need to know what success looks like and not just the end game, but all the steps to actually get there. So in other words, you know, you need to define what your traffic figures, uh, what, what's your goal for traffic? Okay, what's your goal for leads? Um, and then obviously, what's your goal for conversion and sales and everything else? But you need to kind of define those in advance and put some timeframes around them so that you know where you are, okay? 
okay, so whether you're, you're two target, over target, under target, whatever it is, but all the steps all the way till you really start uh, scaling and, and making it big. Now, um, you know, a, a lot of the, these ideas have been expanded um, and articulated in a much better way than I can by uh, a really smart guy called Ash Moria. And Ash is... Uh, there's two things I want to talk about with Ash. First of all, he's got a great book called Running Lean. Um, it's on Amazon. Uh, I'll put a link below. Uh, go and grab that book. It's, it's really, really good. Um, and it covers all this, but a lot more. And it, it really covers things like, you know, getting into the customer's mind as well, you know, understanding what the problem is. Um, but also get something called Lean Canvas. And you can get this straight off his site. Again, there'll be a link below. And uh, what Lean Canvas is, is like a way of looking at your business and solving the, the sort of 10 key factors that uh, can make or break your startup. Okay, let me put it another way. The, the old world thinking of creating a business plan with tons and tons of pages um, is, is just completely irrelevant nowadays in today's sort of Lean businesses. Essentially, what you need to do is factor down, you know, what are the essential things that not only do you need to know, but also anyone you're communicating your business to, what do they need to know to know whether this is going to work or not, okay? And that's what Lean Canvas is all about. It, it will take you 20 minutes, or it should take you 20 minutes to, you know, actually build that and put it together. Um, and I suggest you go and get that right now. So there you go. So there's five reasons for uh, startup failure. Get the book by Ash. Go to Lean Canvas and start using that, and I think you'll find it really, really valuable. So I hope you found that really useful. This is Paul Clifford from Disruptware.